All right. Back again with my hometown Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, kind of got screwed by um, Nemanja Bialica, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, you know, with the whole agreeing to a one-year deal, but then deciding he wanted a little more security for his family and thought about going back to Europe. And then Vlade Divac called him up and offered him a longer deal to stay in Sacramento for a little while. Took that. I'm pretty sure it was a lot more money, too. Um, took that and then um, kind of left the Sixers hanging. Uh, they still made the Wilson Chandler trade, which I think will be solid. Wilson was a pretty replacement-level player last year. But he does have that sort of bigger wing, uh, switchable profile that maybe he's just not that bad at anything. So uh, he can't really be taken advantage of and thus becomes a very important player in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, health has always been an issue for him. Um, plus the fact that he might just not be that good. So we'll see. I think he's a fine wing off the bench. Um, they won't have to start him or anything unless people get hurt. So uh, that's good. But um, we shall see how that one ends up going, especially compared to, you know, if there's minutes that Bielitsa would have been given to, would have been given instead of him, you know, Bielitsa is a solid fit, would have been a solid fit. So um, Mascala is a decent addition, though kind of a bummer they had to give up as much as they did between Luwalu Cabarro, um, Rashawn Holmes, and Justin Anderson, all to just get Jonah Bolden and Mike Muscala in return. Uh, Bolden had a horrific summer league, so we'll see. I know a lot of people really, really like him, um, but we'll see what he ends up doing. Uh, the, I'm a little, I'm a little suspect of him. Um, but I do, I, the people who I do trust really have uh, voiced that he could be really, really good. So if that is the case, then they got themselves a steal and, you know, he should be much better than Rashawn Holmes, etc. But we shall see with that one. Um, I think it's going to be a massive year out of Embiid. Hopefully he stays healthy, even more healthy than last year, because last year pretty much the only things that kept him out were real freak shit. Um, like getting hit in the face there. Uh so if he can, I mean, he just looks so dominant in the offseason right now. And if he if he's getting in better shape and stuff, um, that will be huge for the Sixers. And, <laughs> you know, when, if he can vault himself from top 10, I mean, top, you know, 20, top 15, maybe even top 10, into top, like, five. Uh, and if he becomes the best player in the Eastern Conference, maybe even jumps Giannis, then, wow, you know. This team could be unreal. Simmons needs a jump shot. I mean, he'll still be effective during the regular season, but I think, you know, the book's kind of out on him. The book's kind of out, yeah, out on him right now. Um, you know, lay off of him and make him use that space and then be really dynamic finishing at the rim because it's not only that he doesn't have a three-pointer, it's like he doesn't have anything in between other than, you know, floaters. All he's got is floaters. Um He's really good at him, and he's good at finishing around the rim, but, you know, need to see a lot from Ben Simmons this year in terms of improvement of just, like, you know, mid-rangers. Just just something to where they know you, you don't have to go directly to the rim and can't just park it there and wait for you to get there. Um, 
like bringing Reddit back. Uh, like the pics of Shamit and um, who else did they get? Shake Milton, solid pick. Zaire Smith should be really good for them. Uh, I think he'll be a nice, really athletic look off the bench. Sort of a bit more of what TLC was supposed to be, I think. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, Marco Fultz videos of him just taking layups are boring me to death. It's like, why do you do this, dude? Like, we get it. You're physically fine. Like, you can't shoot. <laughs> like, and if you can't shoot, like, you're not going to ever be more than a backup point guard. Um, or, you know, a starter on a bad team. Or maybe a decent team, you know. I mean, there's guys like Rubio and stuff out there. But we'll see with Fultz, man. Like, I, I just am I'm not, I'm not very optimistic. Because um, he just seems like he's completely lost it. And he had a weird shot at Washington. And I remember his free throw shooting was kind of, I think, a little bit off too. Um, and so I think maybe he really just is not a shooter. And that's a bummer because the guy is supremely talented otherwise. And if he was a good shooter, he'd be a perfect fit for this team. So, um, But it will be a little crowded with him and TJ McConnell back, especially after how good McConnell was in the playoffs last year. You can see him getting flipped for something. Um, but I guess, you know, not a bad problem to have three good point guards like that. Um, Korkmaz, I'd be interested, interested to see if he can um, – have a better year this year. Uh, I guess he was more with the 87ers, I think, last year. But if he could get some minutes this year, they could use a shooter like him off the bench, sort of a J.J. Redick light. Um, but, yeah, this team, you know, when the starting five was together last season, Sarge, Covington, Redick, Simmons, and Embiid, uh, it, was, it was one of the best starting fives in the league. So there's no reason that they shouldn't be um, one of the best teams in the league again this year, uh, which I think the bench is improved. I think between, you know, for the entire season, I think it was solid having Bellinelli and Ilyasova and stuff, but I, I'm not too worried um, with Chandler and Zaire Smith and hopefully a slightly more healthy Markel Fultz taking those roles. Um, I'm not really worried about that one. So I, I think I think they should be uh, they should be really good this year. They could finish anywhere for me from one to four. Um, obviously, if people get hurt, maybe a little lower than that. Um, but they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a really, really good team. And, um, you know, I think Lloyd Pierce is a decent or, you know, is a significant loss for them. But I think Brett Brown is really built some amazing culture there. And I think that um, that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing for them this year. I, I, you know, I think the playoff experiences was good. I think getting knocked out by the Celtics the way they did was good for in term in terms of motivation for the next season. And I hope Ben Simmons has taken a million jump shots this off season because, and I hope he starts shooting with his right hand or whatever it is, whatever one he's not right now, because I've heard that's the problem, but we just need something out of you, dude. We need something out of you. Um, Let's see, Phoenix Suns, or Sixers offseason, uh, it's, it's probably an A for me. Um, I can't, you know, I mean, I wish they had gotten uh, Paul George, but he didn't take a meeting, and I wish they had gotten LeBron, but he was going to L.A. all along, and I don't think there was really anyone else that 
I would have liked to see on this team other than those two. So um, for what they had available, I think they, they were fine. So, you know, anywhere B plus, A minus, somewhere in there. Um, Phoenix Suns didn't like the Aiton pick. Definitely should have thought thought they should have gone for um, Doncic, especially when they don't really have a point guard and him and Booker could have worked great together, but whatever. And they have his coach. Like That's what's confusing to me. Did the coach have any input into saying, eh, maybe don't draft Doncic? Or was this just... Uh, the Arizona boys needed the Arizona guy all along, and it was sort of like, we're going to draft Aiden, so, you know, interview for this job knowing that. Um, I have a feeling it was more the latter. Uh, but either way, him, Ariza, Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, I don't know if they're going to start a point guard. Maybe they'll start Brandon Knight. Um, maybe they'll start Shaq Harrison, get some defense out there. Maybe they start... Mikhail Bridges and have Booker at point guard, but I don't know. They'll 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 be an interesting team. Though I think they'll be pretty freaking terrible. Um, I mean, the Ariza addition helps, but you're still starting a rookie center who has not played well defensively, and you still don't really have a point guard. And um, Josh Jackson might not be good. So Devin Booker might take a big jump this season, but. Um, the bench is not very inspiring other than TJ Warren and Mikhail Bridges, but it's like at a certain point, you've only got so many wing positions you can play people at. Um, I guess they're hoping, you know, Tyson Chandler, Rashawn Holmes, they should be all right at center. I have no faith in Chris or Bender, but they're probably just planning on playing wings at the four, you know, TJ Warren, Trevor Ariza, Josh Jackson kind of guys. Um, and then, yeah, you know, if, if Knight and Shaq Harrison and Booker and maybe Troy Daniels are all going to get minutes, I guess, you know, it's there. They should be fun to watch this year, and I'm excited to see how Eaton plays. But, you know, I'm not I'm not faithful that they're going to be good. You know, I'm not one of these people that doesn't think that they're, they're going to be a very easy game on some nights. I think, you know, they're going to get their asses kicked a lot. Uh, and I think that they are more in the Sacramento Kings echelon than they are in, say, the, I don't know, uh, Grizzlies echelon. Trailblaze, um, you know, for their offseason, I would probably give them, you know, didn't like the Aiden pick. Didn't really like the Ariza deal, but I guess it's fine. But just a C. I don't know. C plus, maybe. They're fine. I like the Elia Kobo pick. Um, didn't like the Bridges deal, giving up that whole pick. I mean, Zaire Smith would have been fine on this team. Um, so, yeah, maybe more like C-. minus. But I think they'll be fun to watch this year. And, I mean, everything could totally break right. I mean, you, you can you can envision a lineup where, you know, Booker, Mikhail Bridges, Josh Jackson, and DeAndre Ayton, whether you want to have a point guard with that, whether you want to have another wing with that, uh that four could be special, but I just don't know if I see Josh Jackson getting there. I don't know if I see Devin Booker getting there as a primary ball handler. And I don't know if I see Mikael Bridges really being that sort of star rather than just a solid role player. And, uh, you know, to trade up and get rid of another first-round pick for a solid role player is not a good move, especially when Zaire Smith is probably going to be one anyway. The Trailblazers, 
Um, Seth Curry deal was fine. Uh, Gary Trent draft was fine. Anthony Simons ahead of DeAnthony Melton to me is eh. I mean, and ahead of Robert Williams is eh. Um, but he could be really good. You know, you certainly saw the uh, shot-making ability in Summer League. And, um, you know, if Dame and CJ were to sort of be showed the door soon um, to be traded out of Portland, I think that they might have their, you know, their next sort of upside guy there already with him. Um, obviously, in addition to whoever they would bring in uh, with trading those two guys. Um I like that they're bringing in K.J. McDaniels, like what he did on the Summer League squad. I don't know if he's actually going to be on the regular season team, but that would be a cool look. Um, still believe that he can be solid. Uh, the Nurkic deal was, uh, was good both ways. I probably wouldn't have wanted him for so many years. I probably would have rather spent a little more um, to keep the years shorter. But uh, he clearly wanted the security, and they like him in – Portland, and, you know, he did contribute to the defense a large amount. So, um, I think that that's a solid signing, and I think that uh, he will, you know, help them as much, maybe improve a little more off last season, but I think that's about where he's going to be. It's just a, a, you know, a guy who's susceptible to getting switched out on the perimeter, but, um, or to switching out on the perimeter, but that will, you know, protect the rim and rebound and take, you know, do do the little things, set good screens and everything, um, and be a, a competent offense player. So, like where the Blazers are at, fine. Um, though I kind of don't think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, I really just there's a lot of really talented teams out there. I get that like Dame and CJ are really good, but it's like. Dame CJ, Mo Harkless, Al Aminu, and Yusuf Nurkic, like, I don't think that's demonstrably better than Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis, and their cast of characters, or DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and their cast of characters, or Luka Doncic, uh, and the Mavs. Like, I don't think that that, that team is any better. Um, and I just think that they are kind of going to fall by the wayside, and I think that some trades are going to end up happening in midseason. I think Dame and CJ are the next two guys, big guys to get moved. I think the Blazers kind of blow it up. And I think that Dame ends up coming to... Um, Dame ends up coming to the Lakers. And I think that CJ probably ends up getting moved as well. Um, it'd be great if like the Spurs could grab him or something. Or The Sixers is obviously a fit that would be wonderful. Um... Hell, him on, like, the Thunder? Woo! That would be incredible. But we'll see. But that's just my little bold prediction. Uh, Nick Stauskas is a weird fit. Um, I don't know. All right. Haven't we kind of decided he sucks at this point? Um, not, to re not really too much to say on him. But the Blazers, you know, if everything goes right, They'll be at 49 wins, 48 wins, and they can win. Um, they can, you know, make the playoffs and maybe win a round, but they're actually definitely not going to win a round because they're not beating any of the Lakers, Jazz, Thunder, uh, 
Warriors or Rockets. So at best they're a sixth seed. I'd say. I'd say, and at that point, you know, at best you've got a tough series with Utah or Oklahoma City, probably. So I don't know. Doesn't look good for the Blazers for me. I am skeptical on them making the playoffs, and I'm skeptical on this team staying together for much longer. They seem like the next sort of domino to fall. Uh, them and the Timberwolves, who I mentioned earlier, I think probably will miss the playoffs as well. Um, they just seem like the 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 locker room and the lack of sort of talent infusion, um, which is weird to say a year after getting Jimmy Butler, but like just how that whole team played out, and it just sort of looks like they're not, they don't have any pathway to the to the next level up into these sort of like, you know, the, the jazz thunder, uh, Lakers, um, you know, not even to mention the Rockets and Warriors level. There's not, they're like, they, they, there's no, there's no space there. Um, there, there's no, there's no room for them to jump there. And, uh, I don't know. It just seems like that's, that's, that team has run its course after a million and one, like, first and second round exits. Um, so, yeah, off-season, something like a C. Maybe a little higher. C+. plus. Um, you know, nothing offensive, but nothing great. Spurs, finally done with the freaking Kawhi saga. Thank God. Um, I... Don't know how to feel about the return because part of my head says math and part of my head says Tamar Rosen and Jakob Pertl on top of a team who um, was already sort of outperforming its, you know, mathematical expectation last year. A team that lost Kyle Anderson, who was really important to how they performed last year. Um, they might just be a totally like 500 team and this might just sort of be it for Pop and for the Spurs. But part of me is just like, he's going to make DeMar DeRozan into a freaking excellent player. He was already, I think, like a plus, like point three or something on offense, um, like RPM-wise, or plus three, like RPM-wise, um, on offense. And I think, you know, he's always been a minus defensive player, but if there's anyone that I expect to get him to defend at a reasonable rate. Yeah, plus 3.4 on offense, minus 1.76 on defense. So I just don't see Pop not getting that up to like maybe a minus point, you know, 7.5, minus 0.5. Like there's no reason that he should be that bad on defense um, in the Spurs system. And there's no reason that he shouldn't be better on offense. Now, I do think it's going to be a problem where Rudy Gay, DeMar DeRozan, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeJounte Murray essentially all can't shoot threes and, you know, are best in the mid-range. Um, but I think with guys like uh, Patty Mills, with Derek White, with Bryn Forbes, with Bellinelli, with um, Davis Bertans, you're going to have enough three-point shooting around that uh, you can sort of mix and match those guys a little more. Um, but that starting lineup, if they really start Murray, DeRozan, Rudy Gay, LaMarcus Aldridge, and either Pau Gasol or Jakob Pertl, 
Like, there's not one player on there that is happy shooting threes. Not one. And so that's going to be really um, weird. But I think Derek White takes a big step this year. I think Dajante Murray takes a big step this year. Maybe he can start hitting a few more threes. Um, Bellinelli contract was really bad, but, um, you know, he'll be. it's good that they have a shooter. Um, and he'll play better with the Spurs. I think Jakob Pertl will excel with the Spurs. I think he'll clearly be their starting center of the future, and I think he'll, uh, you know, be really a really good spur for years to come. And I think DeMar DeRozan will be a really good spur too. And I just am not going to – it's just like I'm not going to bet against the Lakers, and I think the Lakers will be, you know, at least a five-seed or whatever. I just think the Spurs will probably be the six-seed um, or maybe seventh or eighth, but I think they'll try and not have to play the uh, – Warriors and the Rockets in the first round. So my my bet for now would be Spurs sixth. Um, but I definitely do see them making the playoffs. I see DeMar DeRozan having a really good year, possibly being an all-star. And I am just going against math. And I feel weird about it. But um, it's just one of those things that when they're – when they're when they're doing everything perfectly and they're executing everything, and Demar Derozan is having the best season of his career, and um, you know Lamarcus Aldridge is still killing it, and Dejounte Murray looks you know a huge another step better, and Derek White's already really good, like all these things, and it's like I don't want to I, I and like Pirtle's the like the starting center in November December, and it's like he's kicking ass like. It's like I can see that all happening much more easily than I can see them just being terrible. Um, so, yeah. In on the Spurs, I would say for the offseason with the Kawhi restraints and everything, I'd have to give them like A minus, B plus. Uh, the Bellinelli trade definitely drags it down a little bit. But um, glad they didn't bring back Tony Parker. He sucks. Um, and. Yeah, I'm 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 happy with where they're at, and I'm excited to watch them this year. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Um, Sacramento Kings, you know, they should have gotten Luka Doncic, but uh, there's a world in which a De'Aaron Fox, Marvin Bagley pick and roll is the coolest fucking thing ever, and. They just absolutely dominate people, and Bagley sort of figures it out on defense, and they're, you know, a switch everything, just complete, massive athlete, awesome team. Um, but, I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty in on Fox, but I'm, I don't know. Bagley's just a tough one for me to see defensively, uh, and so I just think it's hard to build around a big guy who sucks at defense. Um, like the Farrell signing, uh, kind of weird how he did that, but, uh, like him as the backup point guard there, I think he'll get a bigger role than he would have in Dallas. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich is obviously as solid as they come. Really excited to see what he'll do this year. Don't think he'll make a huge jump, but think he'll put forth another very good season. Buddy Heald, I'm kind of into is this possibly like, might be really, really, really good. Like might be one of the best shooters in the league and, might be able to really impact winning by doing that. And so I'm excited to see if he can have kind of a jump this year, maybe more than people are expecting, uh, make the Kings a little more respectable than people think they might be. 
Um, but they, the, the real problem is they still have nothing at the three. Justin Jackson is not a starting quality three. Might not even be a backup quality three. And, I mean, other than that, you've got, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich is possibly a wing-sized player. Um, I don't think he's very tall at all. Um, yeah, 6'6", 205. Um, but uh, we'll see what happens there. I think that they could use a small forward. I mean, I, I wish they had gotten someone like Trevor Ariza or something, you know, but I guess he probably wanted to be in Phoenix and um, they'll be fine. They're going to suck, which is good because, you know, the Celtics have their pick and um, it's going to be really, I, I just hope they're not too bad because, you know, I, just, I don't think they'll be as bad as like, say, the Hawks or even the Suns are kind of up in the air for me. The Magic should be worse than them. Um, because I do think De'Aaron Fox is kind of the best point guard on any of those teams. Um, though I'm sure he was awful by RPM standards last year. Um, I'm sure he was like one of the worst five or so point guards in the league. Um, yes, the fifth worst point guard in the league with a minus 4.27 RBM. So maybe he is not good. But, or, you know, will not be good this season. I think he'll still be fine in terms of being a solid player um, in the long term. But if, you know, played 27 minutes a game, 28 minutes a game last year, if you can bump that up to 32-33, he can really get the defense going better, the shot looking a little nicer. Um, You know, it takes a while for point guards, but I'm I'm pretty high on him and Dennis Smith. Um, as those two sort of super athletic point guards from that last class making uh, a big jump this year after a year of um, after a year of experience and both you know getting to play a lot on a pretty everyday basis. Um, the only thing is, is I think Doncic. I mean, sorry, Dennis Smith will have Doncic to help him along with. Um, you know, improving his game off ball, getting him more open shots, getting him more open cuts to the rim, shots at the basket. Um, and who's going to be doing that for De'Aaron Fox? So he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more, which I think will probably hurt his efficiency and hurt his overall effectiveness in terms of helping to win games. Um, where I think Dennis Smith with Doncic this year will be able to slide into that role a little more. And while, you know, skill-wise, and, you know, if he were performing the same role as De'Aaron Fox, he might, you know, they might both still be inefficient, not as good. His role this year will allow him to be a lot more productive as a player. Um, So, yeah. Who else on the Kings? Um, I'm so stoked that Harry Giles is back. Um, Hopefully he can get some real minutes this year, even if it's just, you know, 15 to 20 minutes a game. Um, If, you know... You can imagine Harry Giles and Marvin Bagley as the starting front court. And, you know, if you told recruiters that or whatever years ago, they'd be like, that's a, you know, possible top five team in the league. Like, um, so that, that could be really, that could be really cool. Uh, and I hope that that ends up working out. Um, I don't really see the spot for Willie Collie Stein on this team or Zach Randolph or Costa Kufos or Deontay Davis. <laughs> so, I mean, I think they got to get rid of some of those guys, but who in the who in the league wants bigs, you know? Um, but this team should be fun this year. This team will be fun to watch. I certainly am excited to see what Bagley can do. Um, 
and yeah, like I said, I'm really I'm really keeping an eye out for Buddy Heald this year. Uh, so with the pick and everything, I you know they they can't be more of a D plus or a C minus to me. Uh, probably a C minus. Um, but I really would have loved to see them get Doncic and uh, and see if him and Fox could have had something really special together, which I think him and Den- or Doncic and Dennis Smith will end up having. Um, next up, the Toronto Raptors. Um, obviously, that Kawhi trade was one in a million, man. It's you know to to give up Demar Derozan, Jakob Pertl, and a top twenty protected pick. It's like you're giving up one of your top five prospects. You are giving up a player who was going to kind of be in the way of you rebuilding if you sucked or, you know, didn't make it past the Celtics or the Sixers or whoever this year, which you probably weren't going to. I wouldn't even I would not have even have had them favored against the Bucks or the Pacers, I don't think, had they stayed the same. Um, and maybe that's a little harsh, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, and now your ceiling is legitimately, you know, championship team. I mean, if something goes wrong with Golden State or Houston, I mean, even then, I mean, Kawhi can outplay anybody for a seven-game series. And a lineup with Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, OG Ananubi, and Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, you know, throw Norm Powell in there, throw Fred Van Fleet and DeLon Wright. I mean... Those are bodies that can defend anyone in the league, including anyone on the Warriors, including anyone on the Celtics, including anyone on the uh, Rockets, including anyone, uh, especially because they have Valanciunas on the um, Sixers. So really any of the top five teams in the league, they're ready to go against. Um, And as long as Kyle Lowry can, you know, settle things out with management and with Kawhi Leonard, which I do not think at all, is a hundred percent chance of happening. Um, you know, that is totally up in the air for me. Like I could really see him holding, holding a grudge and not being happy with how, not only how they treated DeMar, but kind of how it was phrased. It was, it was sort of like, you know, these, this group of guys couldn't do it. And you know, that is implicating Kyle Lowry. Now what I think Masai would say either behind closed doors or whatever, is that, you know, Kyle Lowry is actually the one guy who, these past few years especially, wasn't choking in the playoffs, and it really was DeMar, and, that you know, it is kind of offensive to DeMar, but, you know, he kept Kyle around for a reason. Um, you know, Kyle easily could have been gone, and, uh, you know, there's a reason that he is the one that stuck around because he is the one that most positively impacts winning, and he is the one that's going to fit best with another star like Kawhi Leonard. And so we'll see what this team can do. But, you know, the the sky is the limit. Uh, it was definitely an A++ trade for me. The Fred Van Fleet deal, bringing him back, is fantastic um, for not too big of a number. Um, and like I, I tweeted this once, but the best thing to me about the Raptors and the Celtics, who to me are the two best teams in the East, and even I guess you can sort of include the Sixers in this too, is that they all have three starting level point guards. So, to me, Kyle Lowry, DeLon Wright, and Fred Van Fleet would, could all start on, you know, playoff teams, even. Um, and then, to me, like, we've seen Terry Rozier be on a playoff team. We've seen Kyrie start on a playoff team. And to me, Marcus Smart could easily be a start playoff team starter. Um, and then, I guess, with the with the, with the the Sixers, even, I mean, Simmons, if you want to go Simmons, Fultz, and uh, 
TJ McConnell, like those are still like to have all three of those guys on the same team is still kind of wild. Like, um, so I think that's a really fun part about this uh, Atlantic Division, top of the East sort of mess that we have. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. I, I hope that they start uh, Norm Powell instead of Danny Green. I'm, I hope that Norm Powell finally gets uh, his chance this year um, because I think he fits a lot better. And I think with the Rose and Gone, um, there's a bit less of a logjam at shooting guard specifically. Uh, which I think he's better suited to play than small forward, where you now have Kawhi and OG who are going to be, you know, rotating to the four as well. Um, but I'll be interested to see if they start big with Ibaka and Valanchunas again or if they just go small right off the bat with Leonard and OG um, and then either start Ibaka or Valanchunas as that. Um, either way, though, I think, you know, they got to get minutes for all these guys, which will be tough at times. But, uh, you know, again, good problem to have. This team will kick ass this year. And um, I can't wait for the playoffs with this team. You know, them. Uh, we're going to either get them versus the Celtics early. Like, we're, we're going to get uh, we're going to get three of the series with the three best teams, if that makes any sense. So we're going to get or, or I guess two. We're, we're going to get we're going to get either, you know, let's say it goes like this. Celtics finish first. So we'll get Raptors, Sixers. And we'll get Raptors Celtics theoretically, or Sixers Raptors, Sixers Raptors, and then Sixers Celtics, and then, or you know, it could be you know Celtics Raptors and then Celtics Sixers, or, or I, you know, you get what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I, the the fact that we're going to get that is going to be awesome. They definitely had an A plus off season, and it's I just really hope that they can get Kyle Lowry and Kawhi on the same page because. If this thing clicks the way it should basketball-wise, uh, I expect Kawhi Leonard to sign his next contract in Toronto, which will be a crazy turn of events and will be really cool for Masai and for the city of Toronto and for just the Eastern Conference in general, which I'm stoked on. Um, let's see. Utah Jazz. Um, Ricky Rubio. Dante Eggs. All right. Exum contract. Uh, like the Exum contract. Um, I know it's a bit of an overpay, but I think the guy's just got an outrageously high ceiling. And if he can just stay healthy, man, like that contract will be a home run. Um, and I think he's such a perfect fit next to Mitchell that, uh, you really got to just bet on the upside and, um, uh, hope that it works out because he really does have a chance to be super, super special getting to the rim, like still one of the quickest players in the league after all this stuff. Um, and still just like a really dynamic finisher and just, just one of the most dynamic defensive and offensive athletic players in the league. And you just really hope he can put it together because everything that you saw when he was coming into the league that was so tantalizing is still there. Um, Let's see. Donovan Mitchell. Expect big things in the second season. Um, I think he's really going to kick ass. Uh, don't see him really taking any steps back anywhere. Shooting probably improves. Defense probably improves. Um, they're, I mean, they're bringing back like the exact same team. So they're still going to be a little starved for playmaking. Maybe Grayson Allen adds that right away. Um, maybe Burks kind of has a little bit more of a role. Maybe Exum healthy for the year. 
Um, but he got hurt, didn't he? So I don't know what's up with, with him. But, uh, you know, they're going to need him to take a step up. They're going to need someone else to take a step up. But otherwise, they're the same exact team as last year, which, as long as Rudy Gobert is healthy, is a 50-plus win team and is going to, you know, challenge for a top three spot in the West. Um, not a whole lot to say about him. You know, like I said, like the exit contract, Grayson Allen contract, I mean, Grayson Allen pick is fine. Um, I think that he could fit in really nice. You know, obviously I've said it for everyone, but uh, Anthony Melton would have been a better player, but Grayson Allen should be good as sort of a more wingy type. Um, full season of Jay Crowder will be helpful. Um Maybe Tony Bradley can take a little bit of a step forward this year. But the Jazz will be good, and, you know, that offseason deserves a B or something like that. Nothing crazy happened. No, like, really good moves, but nothing to be uh, shot down for. Nothing nothing they did wrong, um, necessarily. Um, so Washington Wizards, last one. Uh, just kind of a crazy offseason. Crazy to see where the Wizards are at. Um, wh- what did I see is... It was the the craziest part is not that the the Wizards are at a place where they signed Dwight Howard, uh, Austin Rivers, and Jeff Green, or traded for Austin Rivers and got Jeff Green. Uh, it's at a point where you can talk yourself into these moves, <laughs> and it's kind of true because, you know, what are the Wizards, man? Like they they were supposed to be this uber talented backcourt, but I mean it turns out that John Wall just might be terrible for a locker room. And that, uh, you know, that they really just have a ceiling of a second-round playoff team maximum. Um, You know, Dwight Howard is just not the answer to your problems for me. It's like, he's going to be fine. He he might be a little better than Marcin Gortat, but... If you want, if you wanted a young athletic center, you know Robert Williams was available for you in the draft. Like there were plenty of people that you could have gone for that with, but I don't know. They they just I am not seeing it there. Jeff Green is not good. Can't shoot. Can't really do anything. Markeith Morris. Uh, I'm kind of out on the Morris twins at this juncture. Um, Troy Brown Jr. could be good, but you know, rookie. We'll see how he comes along. But I know he is a good wing and. Scott Brooks, if he does anything well, is player development. So, um, need another better season from Otto Porter. Need him to get better at defense. We'll see how that works out. Kelly Oubre improve, improving would go a long way in them sort of outperforming expectations. Austin Rivers, I mean, he could work. I mean, he, he's a solid player, which is true. But just locker room-wise, just, you know, in terms of competing in the highest levels of the East, uh, it just really doesn't seem very, very exciting. It doesn't seem like they're going in a great direction. So um, I don't really know what to do with the Wizards. Uh, you know, Sadoransky should be fine. Um, you know, I did did like what I saw from him last year. But they're just, you know, they're sort of, they're in that um, Hornets and Pistons sort of realm for me where they're so boring at this point. The difference is just that I would still take John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto, Otto Porter over 
Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, and Andre Drummond, and Kemba Walker, and whoever else, you know, he's playing with. Um, so the the Wizards should still make the playoffs, you know, six through eight seed. I don't see them finishing in that four or five spot ahead of the Pacers, uh, unless, you know, Oladipo goes down for a while or something. Um, so we'll see. Uh, kind of a, kind of a sad spot for them to be in. Um, but they're, they're always a fine watch between John Wall and Bradley Beal. Uh, you know, not my favorite team to watch and Dwight Howard certainly won't help that, but, uh, not terrible for them. Off season grade, you know, they had to shake things up. Uh, I don't know. C for me, maybe a C minus. Nothing, nothing very exciting going on there. Nothing, you know, nothing outright offensive. And like I said, it's like more sad that they're at a point where it's like these sort of shakeup moves are because they all theoretically could be positive players except for Jeff Green. It's just like, what uh, what are we doing here? You know, the John Walsh comments about the East being wide open. It's like not not for you, my man. Not for you, John. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun doing this. Um, I'm going to try and just start podcasting a bunch more. I don't know. Just sort of throw my thoughts out there. Might get Declan on some of the pods later. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, just trying to, trying to work at the, uh, the practice of doing it, say, um, less, get more comfortable with just having my thoughts out there. Try and get more prepared with uh, some numbers and stuff as we do some more specific deep dives into teams and players and uh, specific transactions. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to do stuff that's like the way I'm thinking about it. And, you know, I'd rather say the thoughts I'm having out loud rather than just have them in my head. So um, just getting out, get them out on these, put them out on SoundCloud for now. Um, I'm not exactly sure how you do it, but I think that if you like have a certain amount of podcasts on SoundCloud or whatever, you can just kind of like submit them to Apple. And as long as they're, you know, like formatted right and everything, they can just be put onto Apple podcasts. So I'm going to try and get it there eventually. But uh, I don't know. Still got to figure out how that whole process works. Coming up next, I'll probably do, um, you know, it's always going to be not Celtic centric, but, you know, I'll probably do more Celtics things than anything else. But I'd like to do a deep dive into like a real specific season season preview for them. Um, you know, do some minutes breakdowns, look at their sort of future cap, look at where they're at right now. Um, you know, really look at how many shots guys are going to be getting per game, how many minutes, how many touches, you know, stuff like that. Um, do some maybe looks forward into, you know, trade deadline, that sort of stuff. But I don't know. Just kicking around ideas. Um, thank you for listening again. If you are listening to these, I uh, really appreciate it. Um, and make it a great day.